Hello and welcome to It's Actually Happening. This is Vince Williams. Hello there. And this is Christopher Heffernan. Heffernan. Chris Heffernan. This is a weekly podcast that looks at the weird and wonderful news that is actually happening in the world today. But before that, it's time to take a trip down memory lane as we look back at what was happening on this date, the 24th of July, throughout history. So, in 1847, Brigham Young and his Mormon followers arrived at Salt Lake City, Utah. Oh, so was he the, the, the bloke who made the Mormons? Is that right? I think he founded the Mormons, yes. Certainly founded us at Salt Lake City. All right, because the Mormons, if I remember rightly, you can have more than one wife as a Mormon. You certainly can. Um, but also you have to give something like, I think it's something like 65 or 70% of your income to the Mormon faith. Because ah. my uh, my mum nearly became a Mormon at one point. I see. Yeah, I was lucky. I went, I went to a few Mormon churches. I remember that. And there was a big pool there that you got baptised in. And I thought, oh, that looks fun. It's like a little swimming pool. I was only young, um, but mum went against it in the end. I don't know why. Probably glad she did, because otherwise I'd have no money. Giving it all to the Mormons. And four wives. And about four wives, which would definitely have no money, would I? <laughs> <laughs> then in 1911, American explorer Hiram Bingham discovers Machu Picchu, the lost city of the Incas. Ah, now that's a great place, isn't it? Have you seen, have you been there? Never been, seen pictures. I have been, and it is... Have you? Yes, yes. I was on my world tour, um, and it was oh, its absolutely brilliant. And because you, you have to climb quite a way up, and just to think that this guy like did that and then just came into this clearing and, and basically found it, that would be awesome, wouldn't it, eh? That would be yeah. really cool. Also, to find something that people have just forgotten existed. I think the fact that whole... Massive civilizations can just be forgotten. It's so strange. It is. And also, it's like, just, I think I think the elagiation you'd have just by find. I mean, I I lost my glasses the other day, and I found them, and I felt so pleased when I found them. Um, it must have been the same sort of thing, wasn't it, really? Brilliant. And then, in on this day in 1969, Apollo 11 returns to Earth. Apollo 11, is that the one that had problems? No, that is the one that made it to the moon. Oh, right. So it was returning Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins back to Earth. Wow. But did they go to the moon? Wow. That's a big... That's, that, in fact, that could be weird news, couldn't it, really, if it didn't happen? There's a lot of conspiracies about that, isn't there? About did they or did they not go to the moon? I think my, my biggest problem with that, I think if they went to the moon, I'm not saying they didn't, right? So don't get at me. But if they did, why haven't they been back there? Like all these years, they just went once. Why did they go there and go, well, it was all right. It's like, it's like going to Bogner. It's all right. You, don't want to, you went once, don't want to go again. Is it similar? Why haven't they been to the moon since? I mean, the moon's quite big. They surely haven't explored it all. They just got off, didn't they? Walked around a bit, planted a flag, and then came home. It was more of a political statement than an actual exploration, though, wasn't it? I mean, there's not much there, is there? Well, you, you don't know because you're not properly looked, have you? Well, I personally haven't, no. No, I know. <laughs> that would be funny if you had. Chris, the astronaut, I would love that. 
But do you know what I mean? It it feels to me that if you if they did go, I thought they would have gone again. You know, it's like they get a stamp. Maybe they get a stamp on that. You know, like when you go to Costa or you go to one of the coffee places and you get a stamp every time you have a coffee, and then after about nine stamps or ten stamps, you get a free coffee. Could have done that. So every time they went to the moon, they got a, a stamp, and then you get a free visit to the moon after about nine times. Could work. I'm just saying. Gosh, they tried a hell of a lot of missions to get to the moon. How how many missions did they try before they got to the moon? This is a long list. Um, yeah, they've just sort of sent rovers since. It what a dog! Like. They sent a dog rover. The moon is full of dogs now. <laughs> There's just dogs everywhere on the moon. Astro pups. Right, Vince, bring us to the modern day. What news stories have you got for us? Okay, then, Chris. Well, we're going to start with this one. Make me feel a bit icky, this one, but here we go. Doctors remove live worm from woman's tonsils. Oh, nasty. <clears throat> yeah, so a 25-year-old woman came into a Tokyo, Tokyo hospital complaining of a throat irritation. Now, this is about five days after she's eaten some sushi. Because obviously they like sushi in Japan. Everybody likes a bit of sushi, don't they? I love sushi like you love sushi. Ooh, ooh, that sort of thing. So anyway, the medical team discovered a 1.5-inch black worm living inside the woman's tonsils. And was removed with tweezers. Now, the worm was identified... As a fourth stage larva. I mean, they could have identified him as, as Charlie or something, but no, they didn't go that long that route. They went, identified him as a fourth stage larva of a parasitic, like it's like a round worm. Sometimes these worms are found infected, infecting the stomach of patients who have consumed either raw or uncooked fish. So obviously with sushi and that, they uncooked fish and... This larva gets in there, and yeah, so she's got this worm they pulled out, and it was alive. Oh. So, I mean, you'd be a bit, it's a horrid thing, isn't it? You go in, you go, look, I've got this really, really bad sore throat, and I, I don't know what it is. I don't know why I'm sounding like Tommy Cooper all of a sudden. <laughs> I was trying to do a sore throat then. I don't know what it is, but doctor, <laughs> it hurts when I do that. He said, well, don't do it. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, we digest. So, yeah, so she went in there with this sore throat and they went, okay, we'll have a look. I had a look down there. Something's moving. Oh, is that a, is that a tonsils move? No, something else. Tweezers in there. And you could just imagine them pulling it out as it and it got longer and longer as they pulled it out. Remind me how long it was? It was 1.5 inches. Which isn't, isn't massive. I mean, it's not like a, a foot-long worm. Because they can get really big if you get them in your stomach and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it always made me think of, because when my mum, when I was younger, and I used to go, oh, mum, can I have something to eat? Can I have something to eat? And, she, and she'd give you something to eat. And then you go, mum, can I have something to eat? I'm really hungry. She'll go, you've got worms. Yeah. I have to say. And that's, yeah, and that's what that's probably where it comes from. And I've been terrified of having worms. Yeah, you would. you go, oh, I don't want worms. Oh. Why do I want worms? Because obviously... Um, cats and dogs and people get worms. They have worming tablets, don't they, for the worms they get. Yeah, but this worm... You can get them in your eyes as well. And so you can actually yes. see them coming across your eye and then they have to be pulled out of your eye. 
That is horrid, isn't it? That is really grim. That is grim. There's people eating. I hope there's people not eating their breakfast when we're doing this one. I mean, especially like, oh, just imagine all over your frosties. And this, you're talking about worms coming out of your eyes. Now, there are more than 700 cases of infections involving these worms, which have been um, documented in Japan, the Netherlands, South and North America. So it, it's not just in Japan. It's, it's all over the world, you know. Um, it's not, I mean, 700 cases, it's a lot if it's in one place. But over the world, it's not a big amount. But still, you wouldn't like it, would you? No. No, thank I you. I mean... You know when you, it's like I remember once having a salad and I was having a bit of lettuce and there was like a, a thingy on the lettuce, some sort of little bug that was on my lettuce. And I thought, when you think to yourself, oh, I'm, I'm just about to eat that, I could have ate that and it's going to live inside me. Because it, it was so small it would have gone down straight away. I mean, I don't chew very well anyway. I swallow lots of things whole. So <laughs> that sounded worse than it is. <laughs> But I, I would have just swallowed this thing, and it would probably be living inside me. And then, then you think it's gonna have babies and that, and you, I don't know, you're gonna go, you're gonna have a poo one time, and they just all fall out your bum or something. I don't know. Oh, not it's, nice. It's all a bit weird, isn't it? It's really weird. Should we move on before people actually do vomit? Yeah, a little bit of sick did come in my mouth then. So my first headline today, it, we're returning to the theme of cats. Oh, good. I love a good cat. And this headline is, My damned cat is an evil genius. He got my wife pregnant. Whoa, hang on. Back up, Chris. Uh, Okay. I promise not to do a pussy gag in there. Right? But how did this happen? Come on, give me the story. It's, It's one hell of a story. So... This couple had planned to wait a couple of years to have another baby, having gone through a difficult uh, difficult pregnancy and then birth. So they were planning and just holding things off. However, the, um, the woman, when she started on the pill, it just made her really sick all the time. So they decided that condoms would just have to do as a form of protection. Right. Meanwhile, they have what this man describes as a demon cat. Okay. This cat apparently gets into everything, okay? Any cupboard, any drawer, anything, this cat will go into. To the extent this couple thought they had a poltergeist living in their house because they'd come down in the morning <laughs> and every single cupboard door and drawer would be open. But that's that's just, that's not a demon cat. That's just cats. I mean, I've got a cat and now he's he's found the washing basket you walk in the bedroom and the washing basket starts moving. You think, hello, what's going on there? And he pops out of it. So I think well, most cats get in and out of stuff, don't they? But this is everything. This is not, oh, I'll open one cupboard one night, another one the next. I will open everything. Maybe he's just making a sandwich. <laughs> so then one day he goes into the bedroom and he sees that sort of the bedroom drawer has been got, has been, the cat's got into it. And, um, there's, I think it was cotton buds the cat was after or something. Don't know why, okay? Wax in his ears. <laughs> and the man just sort of tied everything away, didn't think anything of it. And later that day, that night, um, him and his uh, wife decided to have, and this is a direct quote, some sexy time. 
Ah, yes, I like it a sexy time. <laughs> and opened the bedside drawer, got out a condom, slipped it on as you do, did the sexy time. <laughs> it sounds weird when you say it, but go on. Thought nothing of it. Then a couple of weeks later, the wife starts to feel nauseous and has tender breasts. And they think, oh no, we've been here before. These are the signs of pregnancy. Get out a test, do the test. She's pregnant. How? So they go back to the bed, bedside drawer where the cat had previously attacked the drawer and find that almost every single condom had either got bite marks in it, <laughs> uh, a claw mark in it, and the cat had basically punctured every single condom. <laughs> that is brilliant. But I'll be honest with you, Chris. Again, when you started the story about the the cat getting his wife pregnant, I, I, I was thinking along a different line again. I'm sure you were. It's a cracking headline. That that grabs your attention. Think you don't think it like that when the headline. The headline you think no. that this cat has done it with the wife. That's that I'm gonna put it out there, that's what happened. In my head, it was like, how did why did she have sex with a cat? But clearly and this is even better to be fair, I mean he sabotaged it. <laughs> Every single condom he sabotaged. That is brilliant. So they so obviously what happened next did they they had the child and I think at this point, she's pregnant. Right. And maybe the cat's on its way to Battersea. Oh, that's dog's home, isn't it? Batter- is it cats and dogs I, at Battersea? I think they do cats as well there, you know. So, I yeah, say do, it's like some sort of way. restaurant. Yeah, they do cats and dogs there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way to Battersea cats and dogs home. Right. Oh, gosh. What was? Does it say what the cat's name was? I really want to know. No, just that it was Ginger. Oh, you see. It wants to get more gingers out there. That's what it thought. It thought, let's let's punch them. Let's get the gingers out there. Let's get the ginger people out there, because you know, if a two, do you know, do you know this is a fact, right? That if two ginger people have some sexy time, they both implode. Did you know that? <laughs> I thought you were genuinely going to go down a uh, genome route there <laughs> and look at the. Uh, re- recessive and dominant genes and how that would work and why if two gingers had sex they would probably have to create another ginger but you didn't no they implode mate you, honestly it's got you got you, you got to be careful with the gingers i went out with a ginger girl once and she had a brazilian and it looked like a fish finger oh you disgust me Right, what's up next, Vince? Okay, well, this is quite disturbing news here, Chris, on this next one. It's swarm of flying ants is so big that it shows up on the weather maps. I know, this is quite scary. So, 2020 already echoes like biblical, the biblical 10, the plague and all that, isn't it? It's it's getting very biblical at the moment. And this is just one of those things where a huge swarm of flying ants was so big that with the weather, they have the weather, the monitors of the weather, there's, they, they, they have different colours that come through. So, so when there's a big cloud form, it comes through a certain colour. If there's a big storm, it's coming through as a certain colour on their radars and that. And this was a big blue on their radar, came out in a big blue swarm and they, they didn't really know what it was. So obviously they, they, 
they got photo ev evidence and video evidence of where that was and that. And it turned out to be this absolute massive swarm of flying ants. Now, it's out of all the things, I mean, it's one of those things where ants shouldn't fly as well, I, I think. Ants are, ants are bad enough as ants. And then they take to the skies. And it's like they become a completely different threat, don't they? But they're also really annoying when they fly because they land on you and then don't fly anymore. Like, they just land on you, I found. I, it lands on me and I'm like, well, fly on then. And it doesn't. You have to flick them off. Yeah, they, they're not the, the greatest flyers, are they? No. It's like they haven't taken any sort of flying test. They've just... Well, I'll I mean, tell you the reason why they probably haven't, actually. Because obviously this, this time of year... This time of year, we get a lot of flying ants now at the moment. And the, the reason is, is because it's the queen. Basically, they're in, the, they're in the colony, the queen and the worker ants. And the queen then and the worker ants suddenly sprout these wings. And they use it because they want to fly to another colony. And then they want to get to that. And the queen wants to find someone to mate with there within the working ants. And then they all go to another colony and then their wings drop off. So it's not like they're flying flying ants all the time. They're proper ants that sprout the wings, fly over, find the colony, go, wings come off. The queen finds a mate as such, or worker mate, um, and starts this new colony off. Um, and then she'll stay there for the rest of her life. She won't sprout again the following year. She'll stay there. I mean, it's not good for the worker she has it with because she eats him, which isn't good after they've done sexy time. Oh it's not a way to finish it, is it? Most people have a drink or a fag or something. No, <laughs> gonna eat you. So, so yeah, so that's what it is because it's not like they're an actual species of flying ant. They're proper ants that just sprout the wings for a certain time, which is, I think, I mean, it's one of those nature things, isn't it, where it's like amazing how that happens because they obviously want to get from one side to the other side of the of of England, for instance, and obviously it's going to take a while to walk. It's a long way for a date. It is a long way for a date. So you think they set their Tinder app so that it wouldn't be so far they had to go? Yeah, absolutely. But this is too far, so they sprout the wings, get on the Tinder, off they fly, swiping right, down they go. Sexy time. Then she eats him. Um, but it's really weird because it's quite it's quite a depressing story that you get at after obviously after the making love. But I've always thought uh, with ants, like I said, I don't like the fact that ants fly as well. It's like there's certain things that animals that fly that you go, well, that's fair enough. You know, a hawk. A hawk in flight looks fantastic, doesn't it? You know, when you've got that. and even Very impressive. Even, the, you know, the squirrels with wings. You know, the winged squirrels. And that you, the squirrels with wings? Yeah, have you not seen them? They, they jump from tree to tree. They don't, they kind of, it's not more of a fly, it's more of a glide. Because they've got bits okay. of skin under there, and they glide across. They're flying squirrels, basically. Oh, like a, are they like are they called flying foxes? Yeah, it's squirrel fox, same thing, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just gonna have. I should have. I should have researched that first. But yeah, there's there's like. No, no, there is such a thing. Yep, yeah, I thought it was a squirrel. I'm sure it was. Oh my word! They are. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Gosh, they look like. I don't know what they look like. It's like they've got. You know when we, when humans have to wear those suits and then jump out of a plane and it's got all that yeah, fabric? that's right. It's like they've they've got their own nature-made one of them. Exactly, yeah. See, so so you see that and it's quite wonderful. You see that and it flies like that. You know, certain certain animals like bees, obviously. Bees are great. You've got, you, you've got to love a bee. 
I mean, they're great for the environment and everything. And, you know, for us to breathe, we need bees. So those are things that are great. But ants, you don't need flying ants. Why do you need flying ants? They're the worst thing. I don't want to see... It's like a spider. You wouldn't want to see a flying spider, would you? I mean, the jumping yeah, ones are bad enough. You know those ones that jump quite, quite violently and quite high? They're bad enough. But you imagine a flying spider? I've actually got shivers down my spine at the thought. Can you imagine going out and just seeing tarantulas fly by? I know. On, oh, little paragliding past you. That, I mean, they just don't... They shouldn't have wings. And they, luckily, that spiders haven't. But ants... Why are we giving ants wings? I suppose we don't. But you know what I mean. It's why is, why, why is nature giving them wings then? Because they don't need to have ants with wings. Ants are like, say, they're annoying enough. You get some ant powder. Do you remember the ant powder? You used to? I mean, my mum used to put ant powder down all the time around because we had ants' nests all over the place. Don't see so many ants' nests within cities now so much as you used to. When I was in Norwich with Naomi, her house had a major ant infestation. It is. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, and you just can't get no. rid of them. I mean, the thing is, so I watched I watched Ant Man, and you actually go, you look at that, and you go, oh, look at those ants, and you can feel quite quite nice for a minute, but then you see a proper ant, especially a red ant. I remember doing paintball once, and some I, I hid in this tree, and it was a really great hiding place. It was like a hollow bit of the tree, and I could just put, poke my gun out and fire at people. Didn't know where it was coming from. It was brilliant, but unfortunately, I didn't know there was a red ant's nest in there, and they bit me all up my leg, and it all went absolutely bumpy and red down my leg. So ants, I don't want to see them flying. It's like snakes. You wouldn't want to see a snake flying, would you? No. A snake flying, it'd be like a dragon, wouldn't it? I th- yeah, it is a dragon. That's what I was thinking. It's like lizard, a big lizard flying. But there are lizards who, who have got... They th- isn't there lizards that fly as well, slightly? I'm sure there is. Oh, wow. You might have to look that one up. But what's that? I mean, flying if nature lizard. carries on, we're going to have loads of stuff flying that shouldn't be flying. We'll have bears flying or something. Or... Or I'll tell you what the worst one would be. Sharks. Do you imagine a flying shark? That'd be that'd be horrible. This is taking a very strange turn. It'd be like Sharknado, wouldn't it? Where they're all in the sky. Because <laughs> you get flying fish, don't you? Yep. You see, and if do you imagine a shark, maybe a shark mates with a flying fish and all of a sudden you've got a flying shark. You've got to be careful with nature. So there you go. That is a special section of the podcast on If Animals Could Fly, presented (laughs) by Vince Williams. All right then, Chrissy, what have you got next? Next up, I have mortified mum confused as postman smirks, handing over parcel, then sees label. Oh, you see, we're already going, what's on the label? First of all, I don't know what the Daily Mirror's obsession is with mums, okay? They never, ever have a headline that says woman. It is always mums, as if that somehow transforms any story and makes it more juicy because, oh, they're a mum. <laughs> Not a clue why they do it. We'd have to ask them, really, wouldn't we? I mean, like you say, if it's nothing to do with their child, then why do they, we need to know that it's a mum? Just the woman's. Exactly. Woman's fine. Bonkers. So, the story. Um, this woman has a knock at the door, goes and opens it. It's the postman with a parcel. It's an Amazon parcel. Always exciting. And I'm sure the th- I'm sure the thing you're desperate to know is 
is what was written on the label. Yes, please tell us. So she's ordered something from the internet with the understanding that it will be sent in discreet packaging. Oh, hang on a minute. She's ordered something a bit dodgy then. So she's wanting it to come in discreet packaging. She's been assured that it will. So there is no embarrassment, given the fact she's a mum, her children aren't going to ask questions, and the postman, crucially, should not know what she's ordering. But on the label, quite crucially, next to the barcode that the postman had to scan, (laughs) so there is no chance he missed this, was the item that was in the box and it was and i'm going to have to try not to laugh my way through this (laughs) oh i've got so much anticipation right now it was satisfier clit sucker (laughs) next generation (laughs) hey hang on just (laughs) just say that again I'm not saying that again. Say again. Okay. If you'd like to hear it again, you just have to rewind back a few seconds and listen to it again. Just Chris saying the word clit is just unbelievable. I thought we've had him say lots of things on on our podcast here. Um, We've had we've had penis a few times. We've had lots of vagina a couple of times. I think boobs, tits. We've had a lot of things with Chris because Chris isn't a swearer. He's as you as you all know. He's probably he's very posh. He doesn't swear. So to hear you say the word clit has made my year, mate. Thank you so much for that, for starters. That's brilliant. <laughs> I'm glad. So it was a, it was a, um, it was, a, hang on, let me get this right. It was a, I, you'll have to say it again. I've forgotten what it is now. A satisfier <laughs> uh, clit sucker next generation. So she's obviously got the first generation. Let's start there. If this is the next generation, this is like Star Trek. Oh, I was just thinking. Yeah, that. Star Trek: yes. The Next Generation. Um, this is Clit, the Next Generation. <laughs> so, can you imagine having to look at the postman the next day, the next time a parcel comes? I bet she doesn't open the door to a postman ever again. She's terrified of. She's doing too busy so. getting a clit sucked. To be fair, <laughs> dearie me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, have you have you had any embarrassing moments like that, Chris? Where you've had something written on something, or someone's shouted out something? I don't think so. I think I've been very fortunate. I mean, I'm not really ordering anything that... If someone would like to know that I'm ordering ordering new laminate sheets for my laminator, then that's fine. But I don't think they'd want to know. Oh, my God, you've got a laminator. This, see, this is... <laughs> what about... I, w- I wouldn't have bet against it, mate, to be honest with you. You're one of those people that would say, oh, can just make a list? Yes, I can. And I'm going to laminate it. Absolutely. Wow. Okay. So yeah, you're. What about you, Vince? Um, not really. I mean, if you're talking embarrassing, embarrassing moments, I've, I mean, there's, I've had a few of them. I mean, I remember once I was working on a series, and the and the location manager came in and sat next to me in a production meeting, and I looked at her and I looked down, and she had this big old belly on her, and obviously, me being me, went, "When's it due?" And it wasn't wasn't due at all because she went i'm not pregnant and there's no way you can go from there there's no way you can go you can't you can't turn and go oh oh you're just fat then no you can't do anything of that you you just want the ground to open up and you want to be swallowed um that's horrendous but that's not my that's not my most embarrassing moment 
Oh, come on then. Well, my most embarrassing moment involves Her Royal Highness, to be fair. Wow. So This is one hell of a name drop. It is a na- clang. This is a big name drop here. I was, um, I was doing a show in Buckingham Palace with the lovely Vanessa May, who's a violinist. Um, you might have known her. In the 90s, she was very big. And I was doing a tour with her. I'd choreographed the show and stuff. And uh, we were honoured to go to Buckingham Palace. And she was there performing on a stage in the long room. Um, and we'd rehearsed in Buckingham Palace all day. I'd even gone and sat on a throne. Don't tell anyone. Um, you know, when you're just looking I'll around. I'll keep it a secret if you do, okay, Vince. don't tell anyone. Anyway, so after the show, someone came to us and said, look, if you go into your little groups, Her Majesty would like to come and say thank you for the show. So we were like, great. So we were in there. There was my, my dancers were there and the other guy who was my, my business partner at the time. And um, we're standing there talking. And we've been told if the Queen offers you her hand, then you can shake her hand. If not, you bow and you say, call her mom and all that. We've been given the protocol. Um, and I'm standing talking to my friend. And I just feel that there's suddenly someone next to me. Just that, well, you know, when you feel someone standing there. And I, and I turn around yeah. and all of a sudden I am literally face to face with Her Majesty the Queen. And she's got her bag. You know how she has her little bag over her arm? And she had a glass of yeah. glass, nice little glass of wine in one hand as well, because it's very informal. And I looked at her, and the first thing I did was shove my hand out. I went, hello there. And uh, let's just say that the people around her, they just stared at me. The queen then fumbled her wine hand into where a bag and hand was to then shake my hand but by that time I thought oh I better take it out but I thought I couldn't take it out because if I took it out it would look like I'd done one of those where you pretend to shake someone's hand and take it away I couldn't have done I would have been in the tower so I literally just stayed there with my hand out and then she shook my hand she went oh thank you it was a lovely show and I went thank you very much ma'am and then she ignored the rest of my party and walked off so um, and everyone that walked past me literally scowled at me and I felt Really, really bad. So that was the most embarrassing thing. But you've shaken the Queen's hand. I have shaken the Queen's hand, even though I wasn't meant to. <laughs> Not many people can say that, I guess. Like, an outcome to any embarrassing story. If it ends with that, that's a pretty good embarrassing story. Oh, it's... Like, I'd take Yeah, that. It's, it's definitely my best one. I mean, we're, uh, there's lots of embarrassing things, but that is definitely my best one because it, it involves Her Royal Highness, who was absolutely lovely, to be fair. I mean, she didn't... She didn't say off with his head or anything like that. She just literally fumbled about, gave me a handshake, said thanks for the show, and then wandered off. Whereas my most embarrassing thing would be like calling a teacher mum. <laughs> it's not quite on the same level. No, it's mum and mum, isn't it? <laughs> Go on then, Vince. What is your final story of the week? Okay, well, the final story is obviously sport is back on. We're all looking at sport now. The football's back on. The cricket's back on. The golf's back on. Everything's back on. Even the Olympics some... from 2012 are back on. If you're yeah, watching the absolutely. BBC. <laughs> yeah, you got the Rugby World Cup when we won it. How many years ago? That's back on on ITV4 or something. So lots of stuff. But obviously fans are not allowed in the grounds at the moment. Um, rightly so, because of the social distancing. But it's hard. So lots of people coming up with different ways of doing stuff. So we're going we to go back this, to... We covered a We story. did, yes. Sex dolls. We did earlier on. Sex dolls. This is not sex dolls, but it's just as funny, really, because 
Um, again, we're going we're going to Japan again, and uh, they love their baseball in Japan. So this is a baseball side, and the headline is "Dancing Robots Replace Fans at Japanese Baseball Game." So they've got these hundreds of these dancing robots. Wow! Literally dancing robots. So when somebody scores a run, I don't know. Is it a run in baseball? I'm, I don't yeah, know the rules I think of baseball. It's a run. Right. Okay. Because it's a. I, I, let's be honest. I, it's rounders to me. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's rounders. I don't. I don't know what they do. It's, but they call it baseball. I call it rounders. It's so rounders it, for people who are who have taken steroids. Absolutely. So it's steroid rounders. So yeah. So when they hit it, these robots dance. Have a little dance um, instead of the crowd go jumping up and down. And because the crowd in this, um, let me try. It's the the team is called. I'll try and get this right because it. If I slip up with this one, it's it's quite bad. Fakuka. Fakuka. It just sounds wrong anyway, doesn't it? Straight away. But Fakuka Softbank Hawks. Okay, now they're the ones and they and their their crowd when, when they score a run or a round or whatever they do, they do a little dance. Fair enough. Um the whole crowd does this dance, you know, I suppose it's a probably a bit like uh, what's that dance that everyone was doing from Korea? Gangnam style it's probably that sort of type of thing and they all do it together but obviously not being there they've programmed these robots to do the same dance so I wouldn't have thought it was that complicated it sounds a relatively good idea this one it does it's it's actually not a bad idea but um and it must have helped the Hawks because they won 4-3 wow so I think they're going to have them there from now on but I always think it's like what they tried to do as well with the robots, they gave them, some of them, they gave them caps and, and they waved flags as well. So it looked more like a crowd. But I would have thought this dance isn't, isn't a proper dance. I mean, at the end of the day, a robot can only do the robot, can't it? Let's be honest. It's not going to do a hip hop. It's not going to do a locking routine. It's not going to do a ballroom, you know, a cha-cha-cha or a pas de deux with somebody. It's going to do the robot because it's a robot. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. It's not going to go suddenly bounce into ballet or do a tap dance. It might be able to do some of the dancing I can manage. That's not dancing what you manage, Chris. I've seen it. It's not dancing. Don't ever call it dancing. It's just moving around. And it not not even in, in a nice way. You you honestly look like... If you, if you cross the floor in a club doing what you do, I think people would call for an emergency service thinking you're having some sort of epileptic fit. Wow. The way you move your body is is not is not nice to watch. Definitely when I I'm tried just putting... the worm. When I tried the worm it did look like I was being shocked back to life. <laughs> did you do it upside down then? What were you on your back? <laughs> what happened there? What, what went wrong there? I don't know, my whole body just jilted upwards as opposed to a nice sort of flowing worm <laughs> type movement. Clear <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so the the robots are doing their robots. Um but it's like we've we've had this we had the the thing the other day about a robot replacing the wife, that yes. bloke's wife when he when he wanted to have sex so he was using a robot. I mean robots. Let's be honest. Um, have you seen you know the, the, there's that iRobot and all that you know that film where the robots start to take over. Robots always take over in the end, don't they? Yeah, I mean Terminator. Look at Terminator. You know the robots take over the world, and I think if we're not careful. That's what's happening, because they're already they're already crowds, they're already replacing your wife. There's all these robots. We've got to be careful, Chris. 
We've got to be careful. I mean, uh, let's let's be honest. Granted, it's only baseball, and there's only two countries that take baseball serious, and that's that's Japan and and America, isn't it? It's like in America. What annoys me about America? I mean, a lot annoys me about America. Let's be honest. We've only got <laughs> so long. I could be here all day. Yeah, but one of the things that their baseball, when they do their competition, they call it the World Series. There's no other teams from anywhere in the world involved. But they call it the World Series. How how pretentious is that? That's that. Yeah, man, we won. We won the World Series. That's mad, isn't it? But then I suppose it does reflect the level of geography for quite a few Americans who believe the world does end with the borders of the United States of America. Yeah, not Mexico. They put a wall there instead, won't they? I mean. Let's be honest. I mean, on the, in their sat nav, whenever they go anywhere, all it takes them to is McDonald's and KFC. So cruel, Vince. So cruel. So, any Americans listening? Hi, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> so that is the end of another podcast this week, where we've been looking at the weird and wonderful things happening in the world that are actually happening. We're not making this stuff up. We're, we are researching. We're actually doing some work, aren't we, Chris? We are. Yep. So join us next time when we'll be doing more wonderful, weird things with it's actually happening in the world today. So until then, we'll see you soon. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>